Welcome to Track to the Future, an Array Technologies podcast and your source for insight into utility-scale PV tracking innovation. We'll be discussing thoughtful engineering, plant reliability and performance, and new developments in solar tracking. Join us for industry trends, expert opinions, and more, lighting the way to a brighter, smarter future. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast episode today. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. In today's episode, we'll be discussing utility-scale solar upgrades and retrofits and getting insight from experts on what's driving the growing interest in these types of retrofit projects. We'll be spotlighting OCI Solar Power's Alamo One Solar Farm, which underwent a recent retrofit involving an upgrade of the entire tracking system. Array Technologies collaborated on this effort to provide some innovative engineering solutions. For those of you not familiar with Array Technologies, let me tell you that Array is a leading solar tracking solutions and services provider for utility-scale PV projects. With efficient installation and terrain flexibility, coupled with high reliability, durability, and performance, Array helps clients maximize project returns. As the chosen tracker for over 30 gigawatt years of production, Array's products have been optimized through unparalleled experience garnered over three decades. OCI Solar Power is a utility-scale solar developer that is headquartered in San Antonio, Texas, and has been developing over one gigawatts of solar farms in Texas and across the United States. Joining me today is Sabah Mahmood, VP of Project Development and EPC at OCI Solar Power. Sabah, thank you so much for joining me. Good to be with you, Tyler. We also have Travis Rose, VP of Sales for North America at Array Technologies. Travis, thank you for being here as well. Yeah, hi. And last but certainly not least, we have Ron Corio, the founder and board member at Array Technologies. Ron, thank you for joining me. Oh, it's great to be here, Tyler. Thank you. Absolutely. So everyone, let's let's start off just with a really broad question um, that will, I think, set us up really well for the rest of the podcast. And that is just simply, what is solar retrofit? Solar power plants evolve and technology evolves. And there are a lot of different kinds of uh, utility scale systems out there and some of them don't perform as well as others for whatever reason so there's always you know with a with an industry that that is constantly changing constantly innovating there there are there are good ideas that work out well and there are some sometimes uh, manufacturing issues or or designs that don't really provide the longevity in the field, don't, don't provide the performance and operate properly or cost too much to maintain. And so there's, uh, there's always a, uh, an economic analysis and, and you look at whether or not it makes sense to reinvest in a project and upgrade it and, and provide retrofit so you can increase power, increase revenue and uh, make the system more valuable. This is Sabah, maybe as from my personal experience and point of view, I see the retrofit as a form of upgrade to an existing operating solar asset uh, that will help either to reduce the operation cost of the asset or increase, increase the generation of such asset. But when you say solar retrofit today, generally it is uh, around the underperforming equipment. So this could be in form of trackers, it could be in form of converters or modules even. In general, retrofit is an idea that gets developed by asset manager who is trying to get a solution for an existing problem they do have in the solar asset, which, which is basically becoming a pain over the years and trying to get a fundamental approach how to resolve this problem. So it's developed with 
like with a very simple idea, evolve all the way to try to figure it and the asset owner will be looking really to reduce the cost of operation or increase the generation from the asset, which will end up increasing the cash flow from such assets. Saba, that, that, that's very, very interesting. And that I was, I was curious if maybe you can shed some more, more light or, or fill in some, some more color as it sounds like in, uh, in your organization, an, an asset manager would, would likely bring the idea of a retrofit to the table. Can you kind of walk us through what that, what that process is like once, a, uh, once an asset manager uh, brings it up? Is it then a financial analysis? Is there a technology analysis that, uh, that goes in? How does, how does OCI go about reviewing and, and, and analyzing the, the potential of a retrofit once it's brought to the table? So the reason I said start with the asset manager, because the asset manager usually who operate and manage the solar farms. So they are the one who is experiencing that pain or experiencing those long-term problems that happening over a few years. And in the end of the day, they will be delivering that message to, to the higher management to, to come with solution and resolution for such problem. Got it. Thank you. And um, if if I may, if when we were speaking specifically around the uh, the, the Alamo uh, one retrofit that uh, that Array Technologies and, and OCI worked on, one of the main objectives, at least on on the Array Technologies uh, side, was to was to utilize as much of the existing site, whether it be uh, inverters electrical balance of system, existing posts as possible. Uh, is that something that OCI really looks at when it comes to deciding whether you're going to, to, to retrofit a site, how much of the existing site can be, uh, can be reused? It's, it's, it's indeed a key question, Travis. I think what happened is so when we say retrofit, it starts really with, as I mentioned, with a simple idea of how to repair an equipment and evolves all the way to entire project that would require capital investment. So from my personal experience, executing a retrofit plan has more layers of complexity than executing brand new solar farm today. And maybe less work possible, every retrofit work is unique for that specific asset. And to give better or deeper insight, there is a substantial amount of diligence that is required to be performed in order to understand one, stability of such plan and second is what's the return of such investment this diligence go beyond the technical and technology diligence uh, at high level there is multi-factors uh, to visit and there's of course subject to the type of retrofit so you start thinking and let's take this asset as example uh, in alamo one uh, we had like high failure rate with the trackers and this made us start thinking about how to repair those trackers over a few years and there was a lot of try and error testing happening to see if we can fix the issue long story short in the end you notice is your operating cost is going up or your downtime of the system will go down so you need to give one of them and you will start thinking about what other solution can happen here. Okay, how about we replace the tracker? It's great, an idea, but like what's really the boundaries of such ideas? So start with thinking about the replacing of the trackers. And while you think about that, you said, okay, while we replace the tracker, how about we do something else? Like 
we increase the DC capacity of the of the solar pump, as example. And there you will run into another technical issue. You said, okay, wait a minute. I need to look into the inverter and see if the technical spec of those inverters are able to handle more DC. So from the technology perspective, the technicality of this, there's a lot of optimization process need to happen until the day that you feel you say, okay, that's the best and most optimized way for such plan. Uh, other complexity is once you go to the inverter and you start questioning inverters and should we replace inverters, then uh, you will start thinking about the interconnection process, which is long lead item in general in all markets. This is PJM, Kaiso, ERCAT, everyone in the US and which will give you an, another dimension to the problem here. And, and also you will have to visit the tax abatements if you have any abatement for solar pump and you will see, okay, what's the value of such asset today? What will be the value of such asset after retrofit? Uh, once you talk about DC expansion, then you will, you might think about expanding the real estate of such assets. So once you, you will go to the real estate, you will go to that type of work, environmental regulation, it's from the broad view retrofit, it's more complex than building in brand new solar farm today. It goes beyond the technicality and the technology. Yeah, that, 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 that's a great point. So, so Ron, and you may, um, Ron, I was curious from, from a technology standpoint with, with trackers, both from the, the Alamo retrofit as well as, uh, as, as really any retrofits in, in general. What are, what are some things with, with tracker technology that, uh, especially with, with, uh, with array trackers, that can be uh, utilized to optimize the, uh, the site, optimize the, the, uh, the retrofit, uh, make the, the, uh, the site more efficient? You know, when we first looked at, uh, say, that uh, LMO1 project, you know, I always, uh, I always look at what is the least expensive, least invasive way to repair the system? And, you know, that's, that's where it kind of all starts. And then, and then you really take a deep dive look into the equipment that's there. And at Array Technologies, we have, you know, just such a, such a long history and vast experience with trackers, you know, all the way from dual axis residential trackers to uh, large scale um, utility trackers and, and a lot of variations that we've built through the years. So, you know, trying to look at that, that the existing equipment that was there and how to, how to, how to upgrade it and make it functional and reliable. That's the way we approach these, these, uh, uh, retrofit systems. Now, you know, sometimes a lot of the, a lot of the equipment that's there, you just can't use because maybe structurally it has issues or, you know, functionally, it just doesn't make sense to do it. And so, you know, the, the, the nice thing about the V3 system that Array Technologies has is we can, you know, we can take uh, a system that, that has possibly a lot of motors, a lot of complexity, uh, hydraulics or, or, or whatever. And we can replace that with, uh, you know, a single motor for as much as a, a megawatt of PV panels. So, you know, you, when, when we apply the, the current technology to, uh, to a retrofit, you have basically upgraded the site to the, the latest and most reliable technology there with the fewest, fewest parts for, uh, for breakdown. And that, that, that tends to be a very important issue 
for people who are repowering a site because they've already experienced the headaches of continual downtime, continual repairs, O&M expense, and, uh, and poor performance. And so, you know, anybody uh, that, that, that we've looked at for retrofits tends to want to go with the most reliable system out there. And in my opinion, that's Array Technologies with the architecture of the centrally, centrally driven linked uh, architecture that's, that conforms to terrain irregularities and so forth with uh, you know about one motor per megawatt and so you know historically we have a, a long track record of reliability we can approach these these systems and and walk away with a, a very reliable product in the end and that's that's primarily what the customer wants is reliability and performance they don't want to do this again so uh, next question that i have for you guys is is retrofit common with utility scale pv solar power plants and if so What's driving that trend and what kind of feedback are you getting from your customers? So retrofit today is more common than maybe two years ago. I think we are seeing more more retrofit headlines falling into the media and the news today. I mean, we have been approached by, by asset owners to evaluate their operating farms and indeed was not able to say the same like uh, last year. I, I think this is mainly driven by the success we had uh, as OCI Solar Power and retrofitting our own project, I think that helped us to, to be able to maybe give these services to future customers, future owners, asset owners who have problems with their system. So we, as of today, I think we see more uh, retrofit coming. And the fundamental ask from the asset owners is how to improve those uh, asset values and what's needed to be achieved for such improvement. And finally, what's the return expectation of such investment? The trend is mainly fueled by the performance issues to, as Ron mentioned, that you have a poor performance or you have high expenses to operate such assets. So it's either your expenses will go up or your performance will go down. You have no other option. The only other fundamental option you have is the retrofit, replacing such equipment. In this case, let's say it was tracker, so replacement of such trackers is considered the capital investment. Uh, you will question the capital investment. You need to make sure that the return will meet, will meet the model return. I mean, you are going to put money on this project. You are going to fix this asset. So you really need to make sure that this asset will perform as expected after such investment. So Sabah, I'd like to just uh, maybe maybe talk a little bit about, you know, I, I mean, we all know there's, you know, the three main components to a, a solar power plant, inverter, modules, and tracker. And, you know, we can talk a little bit about the costs associated to retrofit all those individual components. And, uh, you know, if, if you would, maybe the ease and cost associated with retrofit of, say, an inverter versus a module versus a tracker. Can you give us, can you shed some light on that for us? So the way I see it is really cost benefit, right? So maybe the, the solution will be costly by the end of the day, but you, you really, the problem that you are resolving is, is costly too. So I don't know if, if, if it's measured by the cost of such investment, but my point is you could have certain problems with inverters and those inverters like causing downtime for an asset and that downtime have such value. 
and the, the, the cost part of this investment maybe will be, I don't some exact numbers to resolve this issue at that scale. Now, if you have tracker problems, like uh, your tracker is not performing well, you have, you have downtime is high, failure rate is high, so your expenses is high, and, or you are losing generation. So the opportunity loss there is high. And when you think about tracker replacement, certainly is higher than inverter replacement because you are replacing every single tracker in the solar farm that would require a lot of diligence, a lot of work, a lot of technicality behind it, and eventually a lot of labors. Yeah, that that that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, the 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 inverters, they're they're kind of a, a self-contained unit, and theoretically they're they they're costly, but they're but they're easily or more easily replaced uh, in a system. Modules, you know, um, unless you have a, an entire field of modules that are bad. I think part of the O&M process is to replace underperforming modules that you can find in the in the system along its operation. I mean, every retrofit will come with its complexity. I think the model, the problem with the retrofit on the module level is the model technology is changing. And if the asset is eight years old, then I would assume maybe it will have 290, 285, 300 watt panels. Today, the panels are on 400. 420 range, and that will come with a lot of obstacles, a lot of challenge on the DC configurations, string configuration, wiring. The inverter, it's also a technology issue. Technology is improving, assets like eight years old, it maybe it have a one megawatt inverter, maybe it will have 250 kW inverters. You're trying to replace them with three megawatt, four megawatt central inverters because you are not able to find the right fit and the voltage is changing from 1000 to 1500 so it has also electrical obstacles that come with it requires uh, modification to the dc system or the dc's design of the solar farm now coming back to the tracker the tracker has a bit more layer of complexity which is really it's it's technology it's foundation because today you have a few companies that you will rely on them to supply trackers to you and array technology definitely is one of them and you're trying to get rid of the existing old trackers and put new trackers on technology has been changing so the the old trackers maybe will have certain number of modules on them the new trackers will have much more modules on them because they are more condensed the foundation design of the old is not necessarily fitting the new one so you have to have a tracker company that's really able to work with you during all these design process because it's not simple. And maybe I will use this as an opportunity really to, to thank Ray Technology during the design and planning phase of the retrofit. We had great support, party support for, for, this, for this project. Uh, personally, I would like to thank Juan, Travis, and the entire uh, Ray Technology and family here really. Because it was a long process. I mean, you have to design your tracker in a custom way to make sure that you are using the existing infrastructure. And to be specific here, you are using the existing files. There's a lot of back and forth between companies to make sure that you are able to use this and this will be modified in a way uh, that will be reliable for the lifetime of the asset. Sabah, I know uh, for, the, for the Alamo retrofit, 
uh, OCI used it as a as an opportunity to uh, to do some some further technology upgrades, both from a, a bifacial standpoint and also to uh, to add some storage. Can you uh, can you elaborate on some of the some of the details of uh, of, of what you all added to the existing site during the, the retrofit and what your what your strategy was around those uh, those specific ideas? In our Alamo One project, there was a lot of diligence about how to optimize such a retrofit. It eventually, ended up with replacing the chargers. We were thinking for a while to replace the inverters too, but uh, the issue with the inverter was not necessarily because of performance issues really, it was more about uh, can we increase the DC? And if we think about increasing the DC capacity, then we have to replace those inverters because those eight years of old inverters, they have certain DC to AC ratio limitations. So we ended up replacing the tracker only. We used the existing infrastructure, uh, this being piles, DC wiring, inverters, AC circuit, substation, there's no change on that side. The only replacement we had is the tracker. While we do that, we thought it will be a good idea to explore the bifacial. There's a lot of speculation about the performance of the bifacial in the market today. So we thought it's a really good opportunity for us to add one block of bifacial or to replace the panels with bifacial panels to measure the performance uh, in-house for ourselves so we can use it for our future projects. And Saba, one of, one of, the, uh, one of the bragging points I'll, I'll brag for you is, um, you know, this, this site, the Alamo site was a, a working grid-connected grid site. So from the get-go, it, it, it wasn't feasible to pull down the entire site during, during construction. So we worked together on this on a, on a block-by-block basis, basis where a portion of the site was, was taken down and the tracker was replaced and, and commissioned. And this, this required a lot of detailed planning really by, by OCI and then, then supported by, by Array and the, uh, the construction teams to, to really ensure that production was maximized even during the, uh, the downtime on the, the retrofit. And we, we minimized downtime as, as much as possible because as I mentioned, this is, this was a, this is a working site. This is, this is tied to a, a, a PPA. So the OCI team one of their big, biggest objectives was to keep the site up as, as much as possible and as much percentage of the production continuing throughout the, uh, the retrofit. Thanks for bringing this one. Yes, this is an operating asset, so you wouldn't think that the entire asset will be offline while you are building your project. So really we had to come with a planning about how to uh, construct this project and we had to do it step by steps. Uh, we had X number of blocks, we had to go and by specific number of blocks each time. And indeed that put additional burden on a technology too, because like normally when you build a new solar farm, uh, array technology send uh, their resources to the site for two weeks after immunization, they commission the trackers, they go back home. And this one, basically you have to send your resources to the site every, every three weeks or every four weeks. So whenever we complete the block and energize it, we would need the technology to come over and commission those trackers. So it's a really different process from a brand new project. Uh, it's an entirely different process. One additional thing on the retrofit, uh, maybe it's, it's custom for retrofit, 
and, and a brand new project, the project can start, the civil work will start after that you will have trenching, piling, until you come to the level, to the point when you need the trackers and modules on site to assemble them. And the retrofit is different from the planning perspective because really you have uh, the site is ready, it's waiting for the trackers to arrive. And that's when you will start the decommissioning work of such a block. So this, even from schedule perspective, is different. The other big, big issue, which is normally you don't see on the brand new projects too, it is the recycling uh, hurdle. Yes, you brought in your trackers on site, you're trying to put them on those piles, but you have to take the existing piles out of those, uh, sorry, the existing trackers out of those piles, you have to put them somewhere around the site, and you have to you have to recycle those all trackers by the end of the day. And uh, that adds a lot of burden to from the construction perspective because it's more it will be question about are you able to take all this recycling from uh, the site in a specific period because you might have limitation on the on the site too. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. A lot of times when we think about retrofits, we're we're thinking about modules being replaced. And, you know, it's very common to have to work with a third-party company to recycle old modules when you're replacing modules. In this case, we weren't replacing the modules, we were reusing them. However, since we were replacing the, the tracker, as Sabah mentioned, they had to deal with, my guess is, tons of, uh, of steel from the old tracker that had to be removed from the site and, uh, and, and recycled in an effective way. So it's, it's one thing that you may not specifically plan for on a, on a retrofit, but it's, uh, it's def definitely something that, uh, that, that you encounter with a retrofit and something that uh, you have to have a good recycling plan in place to, uh, to effectively clear the site. Indeed it is. One other type of retrofit that, that we see that's, that's really not applicable to OCI's specific site is, is retrofits uh, around weather. And we are seeing projects where either the trackers, the modules, or, or both have been damaged due to, to weather events, and those weather events are normally around wind or, or hail. And we're finding that the array, the, uh, the array technologies tracker is attractive in these, these retrofits because of the way our, our tracker is able to, to, uh, to mitigate specifically uh, the wind and, and hail. And array trackers are uh, using our mechanical wind mitigation system um, are becoming very attractive when it becomes or when it comes to weather specific retrofits around trackers and around mm -hmm. around modules. So again, not 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 uh, not applicable to the to the Alamo site, but when we're talking about retrofits, we are seeing a uh, um, we are seeing a pretty high percentage of retrofits being caused by weather events. I, I wanted to ask, I don't know if you're comfortable saying, but um, you know, would you be comfortable saying whether or not you uh, the the retrofit met, met your expectations if it was a success or not i think we are on track in terms of meeting our goals before we we decided to put uh, such investment and do a retrofit for sure we set goals and i think as of today we are meeting our goals however you know the solar farm is a long-term asset uh, it's for here to stay so we would like to track this over longer time to be able to tell if we are meeting our uh, our goals or not. But as of today, I think we are happy with the results. You know, the the issues uh, surrounding an inverter 
uh, retrofit. As Sabah mentioned, right, there's strength, size, there's voltage, there's, there's electrical issues associated with that. But some of those can be, can be dealt with in, in different ways with some of the new modern optimizers and things like that that you can put to uh, try and uh, bring the voltages where you need them for the current inverters. So, uh, you know, and, it, and it's more of a self-contained replacement unit. And uh, yes, you may have some size difference issues and so forth. And so, so it, it is complex, but, you know, I think when you get to replacing a tracker, that's, that, that has to be the most complex uh, replacement or, or retrofit that you can make. If you're doing a, a, a complete a retrofit of the tracker, that, that, that is the foundation of a, of a power plant. It's what the PV modules sit on. It's, uh, it, it structurally, um, it, you know, it has to, it has to withstand the, the, the elements, the weather, the wind, the snow and, and hail and so on. And so, um, you know, it, uh, it requires a much bigger undertaking because you're, you're dealing with acres and acres of equipment, removing modules, putting them back on, reconnecting strings, um, attaching trackers to hopefully existing piles if you can do it. And then if not, then it's even bigger because you're removing piles as well as trackers to, uh, to retrofit the system. So it is, it is kind of the, in my view, the, the uh, largest undertaking for a retrofit is the tracker in a system. That, that's not, not necessarily, I, I speak to that in terms of the amount of work it takes and planning and so forth. Um, not, not necessarily uh, in the form of uh, the amount of money it, it might cost. So, um, but, but the amount of planning, the complexity, the amount of work required to replace the, the tracker versus uh, some of the other components of the system is, uh, is definitely in my mind, uh, you know, a greater undertaking. It's kind of like replacing the foundation of a house versus maybe a new roof, you know? So, um, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's something to consider when, you know, uh, when you're looking at a retrofit is uh, how much work is involved. And it's also something to consider when you're purchasing equipment. You know how much faith do you have in the equipment, and what's the uh, what's what's the the track record and reliability of the equipment? That's an important important uh, um, uh, um, topic to consider when when buying equipment. You know, especially a tracker. Uh, and you know, as we know, all the components are important. All of them need to work for the for the system to perform as it should. So I think that in general, it it, it applies to all the components. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Track to the Future by Array Technologies. Thank you, everyone, so much for checking out this episode. Thank you to our guests, Ron, Travis, and Sabah, for joining us on the show. And everyone, stay tuned for more episodes because we'll be back with more episodes of Track to the Future very, very soon. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can go back and listen to previous episodes as well as get future episodes right there on your device. I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk again soon.